0: Power has been restored and the electronic lock on the Vault of Silliness has disengaged. This week, it has loaned us a Dumb Birthday Game, Dumb Birthday Game, from the weekend of December 17th and 18th, 1994. Let's call this one Two for the Price of None. The players. Lori. Ellen and Stoneham. Carol Lee from Providence, Rhode Island. Brian in Plastown, New Hampshire. Brian McKinley, producing and playing in studio. Jack Hart in Traffic. Birthdays. Eugene Levy, Robert Cuccione, William Sapphire, Gene Rayburn, Sarah Dallin, and Marilyn Beck. We also get two history questions. Wilbur and Orville Wright had their maiden flight at Kitty Hawk in what year? And in what year did Edgar Bergen make his radio debut on the Rudy Valley Show? Dumb birthday game number two from December 18th. The players, Thomas in Cleveland, Frank in Ontario, Juanita from Birmingham, Michigan... Brian McKinley, producing and live in studio again, and Ken Newman in traffic. The birthdays, Kiefer Sutherland, Keith Richards, Roger Smith, Steven Spielberg, Leonard Maltin, Anita O'Day, Bill Moose-Scaran, and Ossie Davis. Please don't forget Patreon and become a subscriber for exclusive content. Episode 168, two for the price of none, rings its way to your ears now. Good morning,
1: Norm. You know, I never realized the educational value of this show. I never learned so much about Regis and Kathy Lee. I was hanging on every word.
2: <laughs> you know something? I think they are the two most boring people on television. I mean, I like Mary. She's a nice lady. And... Uh, but but I, I, I they sit there and they talk and who cares? Do you <laughs> find fine, that I to feel. be drawers. That just, I know they do well. I think the ratings are probably pretty good for the show. But they but they sit there and they talk and I just I I just I never heard I've never heard Regis ever say anything I cared
1: about. Well, if that's the way rich people behave, I'm glad I'm poor.
2: Because you are interesting. You're poor but interesting
1: i'm not sure that that's a great
2: satisfaction it's just great satisfaction for me so don't <laughs> anyway you're on a great panel right now and and, and uh if you were rich you probably wouldn't even be calling me <laughs> okay we have ellen who's in stoneham hi ellen hi how are
3: you i hope we have some women playing tonight
2: yes we do all we, right we do not too many but we have you and we have one in fact i'll introduce you to the other woman who's uh uh, from Rhode Island. Her name is Carol Lee. Hi, Carol Lee.
3: Hi, uh,
2: Here's. I want you to meet Ellen because she doesn't want to be the only woman playing oh. the game.
3: Hi, Hi Ellen. Carol. <laughs> you you think- always have all these women calling up and they never play a game.
2: I know. They, uh, it, it is, it, we don't do that purposely. It's just that they, uh, when we ask for people to play the game, they very often don't call back. <laughs> I don't know why that is. I don't know. <clears throat> okay. Anyway, so we got you, we got Ellen from Stoneham. And Ka- where in Rhode Island are you, Lee? Providence. In Providence. Yes. Well, that's very... You Neither one of you has played the game before, as I, no. I, I recall. I just I listened to you about a month ago. Yeah? And it's
3: great. And this is my first time calling.
2: Well, I, I appreciate that very much. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. We also have Brian up in New Hampshire. Where, where in New Hampshire are you, Brian? Uh, Plasto. Plasta, right across from Haverhill, yes, right across sir. the line. Okay. And we also have, of course, uh, 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 Brian McKinley, who's our producer, who's mm-hmm. playing. Mm-hmm. I'm right here. I don't know where I am. Oh, well, that's, that's really good stuff there. That's, anyway, that's Brian McKinley. Not a terribly good ad libber but, no, but a wonderful you know. person and very kind to his grandparents. <laughs> and that's all we care about. That's one of our tests. Well, of course, we also have Jack Hart, WBC 24-hour traffic network reporters with us, too. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, Jack, with your nice, big, rich, deep, resonant voices. So, well, good to hear. Let's, let's see who can, get, who, can talk, who can talk deeper and lower. Let's uh, uh, try and find somebody. somebody. Okay, well, let's try. Well, no, but it's between you and me. Uh, how are you doing, Jack? Mm-hmm. I am just so swell. You wouldn't believe it. I think you win the contest. thank you very much. I thank you because if I go anything lower than this, I'll probably vomit. And and I'd like to thank all the little people who who stood by me during this contest and made me feel taller. It's wonderful. (laughs) Norm, you sound like Arthur Godfrey. (laughs) I don't understand why that should be the case at all. I don't feel like Arthur Godfrey, and I don't even remember who Arthur Godfrey was. I have a feeling from the reaction I'm getting, nobody else remembers who he was. Oh, I remember him. <laughs> do you? I I I uh I, I do impressions of people that uh, that are all they're all dead now. I do. You know, for example, uh, Jack Benny. You know, who has been dead now for a lot lot of years. You see, and uh, I do John Wayne. Let's uh, jump the horses and get out of here. See, they're all dead people. And they can't defend themselves. And and nobody remembers what they sounded like anyway. (laughs) So what the heck? Okay, what I do is, for people who are tuning into this game for the very first time, which is too bad because you've missed missed, missed the uh, (laughs) something, whatever it is you've done, you've missed the treasures and the excitement of what has gone on in the past. And the idea is, I tell you who was born on this date, which which right now would be December seventeenth. And uh, you know, today is Freeman James Tucker, uh, his birthday. Freeman James Tucker? Yeah, you probably probably have no idea who Freeman. I think he was Junior. (laughs) Freeman James Tucker Junior. That's right. Oh, Junior. Because when I grew up in Everett on Vine Street at two fifty three Vine Street, Freeman James Tucker Junior. and his dog Skippy. Lived across the way, uh huh, and we called him Junior, for years. He people still may call him Junior. He's probably close to seventy years old now. He may still be Junior, and I just have I've 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 forgotten that. But he he was born I believe December seventeenth. Howard Feldman, who lived next door on Vine Street in Everty, his birthday was December sixteenth. Hmm. My birthday is December twentieth. If people want to send me lavish gifts. We right. were all, but we're all born about the same time, but in in December. Isn't that interesting, everybody? Ooh. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> well, on twentieth, you can play your own birthday game.
2: That's right. that would be next Tuesday, and I'll be on. I'll be on that night. Mine's That's right next
3: Friday.
2: Your birthday is Friday. Yes. Yeah. What next Friday? You mean?
3: Yeah.
2: That would be the uh, twenty third. The twenty third.
3: Oh no, mine's Saturday. twenty
2: fourth. The twenty fourth. So, I was going to tell you who was born then, but but then again we give away some of the uh, clues to uh, the dumb birthday game.
1: That must have been tough when you were a kid, being yeah, born so really, close right. to
2: Christmas. Yeah, because you get a you get a Christmas and a birthday gift all rolled into one. Did you find that to be now who is uh, is that Alan who's talking?
3: No, Carol Lee. you
2: mm-hmm. know Yeah, you found that you got a Christmas and a birthday gift all separate, or did you get two separate gifts? No,
3: usually they. Get one out of the Christ, out of from under the Christmas tree
2: and say it's for your birthday, oh, I see. and then get one of those cards that say Happy Birthday, Merry Christmas. Yeah, I know, i cheaper I'm, that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Carol <laughs> Lee. Maybe we can make it up to you today. I don't oh, know what. I okay. hope you win the game, and I can send you a combined gift. <laughs> prejudice, prejudice. I guess that's true, but it's a it's a tacky nothing kind of <laughs> gift, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really matter. Okay, let's start with Eugene Levy. You know Eugene Levy? Oh yeah. Who, what's the name of the guy who works here who reminds me of Eugene Levy? He just got married. He looks just like Eugene Levy. Looks just like Eugene Levy. The, uh, um, he's a producer here at the BZ Radio. Kind of, he's kind of heavy set, kind of like me. <laughs> uh, not. Uh, oh, he just got married. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris. Chris. Chris uh, Palermo. Yeah. He looks like... Chris Palermo. Doesn't he look... You've seen him, haven't you? Uh, you sound like you've seen him, Jack. O- only once for a couple of minutes. I I, uh, I I didn't get Eugene Levy, but then again, I, uh, I, I didn't look at him for that long. Well, you never look at anybody no. because you're too busy looking in the mirror and kissing the glass, yes, and combing, combing your mustache. Oh, sure, and so then, you, you, all that kind of stuff. Sure, I, when you, I lick my finger and brush my eyebrow while I'm looking in the mirror. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have I, when I was worked at WHDH, There was a there was an engineer there. The engineers there, we they were very big. They used to play the records for us and do all kinds of things. Namely, because H D H at that time only hired. They the mentally handicapped mm. us, <laughs> and you know, so we had to have engineers doing everything. But he would look into the console and stuff, you know, and see his reflection. And I'd point to him to get a record on quickly so I could do my little shtick. And he'd be looking into the console with his own reflection, combing his eyebrows. <laughs> I just remember that so well. Oh, God, those were really sickening days. And if I get my hands on this kid today, I'll kill him. Tom, you have led such an exciting life. Oh, it's been a whirl. It's been kind of a, a just a big merry-go-round. I'm so pleased. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Eugene Levy is the guy we're talking about. Let me see if I can give you some background of him. He was in the movie, Look Who's Talking, it says. But he was also... On that great uh, comedy show with John Candy and a whole bunch Mm -hmm. of great comics that came out of Toronto. SCTV. SCTV, which I thought was one of the absolutely one of the funniest shows ever on television. (laughs) SCTV, Eugene Levy, dark haired, wore glasses, that guy. Laurie, do
1: you know who I'm talking about? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> Can you give me any hint as to when these shows took place?
2: Let's see. Now, Now, uh, now, uh, uh, the SCTV was on up to a, a, a three years ago, something like that, four years ago. It was fairly um, relatively recent. Actually, it was mainly produced late, like in the late 80s? 70s. Oh, is it 70s? Yeah. Late 70s, that far back? Uh, yeah, we, we saw it in a lot of reruns for a long time. Oh, and I didn't realize that. Now, he, now the Look Who's Talking the movies he's been in a couple of movies since Mm -hmm. are they fairly recent uh mid 80s to uh about 91 okay and one he played with john candy he was a police officer remember they were kind of young recruits armed and dangerous was that the name of that armed and dangerous yeah anyway The SCTV is the one that I love best of all, which I thought was funny. Uh, Anyway, that was Eugene Levy. That doesn't help you at all, does it, Laurie?
1: Well, I'm going to take a guess based Mm -hmm. on uh, the multitudinous amount of information you gave me. And let me say 37. Uh, let me
2: say thirty-seven. We'll let you say that. I'll mark it down, and we'll go to Ellen. What do you think? You you know what we're talking about, Ellen?
3: No, I haven't. the Vegas idea.
2: Oh, that's too bad because this guy's very talented.
3: It kind of right.
2: looks like Chris uh, Palermo.
3: I remember the Second City TV, <laughs> but I don't remember him.
2: There, there used to be a news segment, and uh, and he was he was one of the anchors in this little news segment that they would do regularly. Well, I suppose I'll say forty-four. Okay, and what do you think, Carol Lee?
3: Um, I'll say forty two.
2: Okay, and Brian, uh the New Hampshire Brian.
1: Okay. I'll say fifty two
2: norm. Okay, and the WBZ Brian. I'll say forty nine. Forty nine, okay. And the uh, WBC traffic reporter, Jack person? Uh let's see. Oh uh he's uh, backing up to forty four. Backing up to 44? He whole uh gave that whole, uh, whatchamacallit, traffic reporter uh-huh. intro. So, no. Oh, I see. Backing up to 40. I yeah. see. You see. Yeah. I see. Well, that's a wonderful way of putting it. That's just so nice. Actually, he's 48.
3: Oh. So I think Brian yeah. I think Brian
2: McKinley said 49. Oh. Yes, and uh, yeah, he was like, you were the closest, Brian. Hmm. Yeah. You you were, Brian. Do you want to respond to that and say, oh, uh, at least... So I'm sure that you're paying attention. I, well, I,
4: oh, I'm sorry. I had my uh, headphones on another station. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we had a woman on last week of the week four. She didn't respond to what I was saying.
2: She was she was tuning her radio to other stations if she could find a better talk show. I thought it's better call-in show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just was so humiliated uh, by that. Bit, but I handled it. I thought very well by hanging up you handled, abruptly. it yeah, the only uh, way you uh, could uh, screaming and hanging up mm. uh, hysterically. Uh, that was nice. Anyway, okay, you have won round one, uh, Brian, and that's that's yes. just so wonderful. Robert uh, uh, Gachoni. Hmm. Uh, that sounds like I'm pronouncing it wrong, but that's the way it should be. He is the. Uh, the publisher of Penthouse Magazine. Oh, Guccioni. Very attractive lady. He shows up on television every now and then. Bob Guccione. Guccioni. It's kind of funny now. He's, it says here he was born Robert Sabatini in Brooklyn, New York. Now, did he change his name to, to, uh, oh, Guccioni? Guccione. Guccione would he wanted be. to sound less ethnic. <laughs> he wanted to sound so Italian, you <laughs> mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, it might have been something in the family. Is, uh, his mother may have divorced Mr. Sabatini and then married a guy named Giccioni. Giccioni sounds sounds like I'm pronouncing it wrong. I think it's Gucci. Uh, Bob Guccioni. Gucci Gucci-one. Gucci Guccioni. Gucci- like the long version of the pocketbook thing. <clears throat> you know the Gucci pocketbook. The Gucci. Oh, I see. And uh, mm-hmm. Gucci shoes also. Sort of like if you if you didn't have any others, you'd have a Gucci Oni. That is so clever and so smart. And so that is really wonderful, uh, Jack. Just shut up. Okay. How old are you now? Because because in, in pure Italian, you would pronounce that uh, Robert or oh, Roberto Guccione. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, which reminds me of like our our uh, uh, lieutenant governor, whose name is Cellucci. Yeah, so he he calls it, salute salute chelucci, salucci, salucci. That doesn't make any sense. He should pronounce it either chelucci or salucci. Chelucci is actually would be correct. Though. He, but he pronounces it. Well, never mind. We're not even talking about him. Uh, Robert Guccione. How old do you think he is, Jack? I'm gonna say Roberto Goccioni. He's maybe your oh, 56. 56. <laughs> Incidentally, I saw I saw the uh, the marriage of uh, Joey and Maria the other day. You know that thing that mm-hmm. plays the dinner theaters. Sure. They had a they had a, a big opening up uh, night uh, one night last week at the Wilbur Theater down in the. There's a little kind of a ballroom kind of thing there where they had a comedy shop at one time. And it was—I mentioned that because it's about the a, a wedding of two Italians together. And if I were Italian, I would have bombed that place. <laughs> I mean, they—they they deal in such ugly stereotypes that it's really horrible. It's—it's a—I found it really disgusting. Thank you very much. I just had to—I okay, grew up in an Italian neighborhood. The Italians don't act like that, uh, you know, except on the, in the extreme. It's like any ethnic group. You—you. You, uh, Anyway, I just had to say that, and I can't remember now why I had to say that, but I did. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Uh, Robert Guccione. Uh, Robert Guccione is 58. 58. They even had the godfather showing up at the wedding. I mean, talk about stereotypes, <laughs> stereotypes and cliches, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and even the priests would talk like, you know, uh, like, hey, you want to get married or what? And I thought, oh, come on. I mean, come on now. We've gotten beyond that. Uh, Brian in New Hampshire, how old do you think Robert uh, Guccione is? I would agree he's probably 58. Agree with, you're agree going to agree with the other Brian? Yes. Okay. And uh, Lee, what do you think?
3: I'm going to say 62.
2: 62. Okay. And uh, Ellen? Uh, I'm going
3: to say 55.
1: And uh, Laurie? Well, I'm
2: going to fill in the gap and say you're 57. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so would that, what would that be in, in Italian? Would that be... Uh, my Italian is as bad as my English. Yes, yeah, so 47? That doesn't seem wrong. Quaranta seems like 47. 67. Hey, sounds good to me. Yeah, Roman, I'll, I'll learn it eventually. It takes a little while because... Roma non fu fatta in un giorno. 50. Si. No, that what I just said was no, Rome wasn't no, built in a day. It's the only, it's the only, it's the only kind of little proverb I know in Italian. I try to divert conversations all around it so it makes sense.
1: <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, I grew up in a Portuguese-Italian neighborhood. It was quite a mixed neighborhood. And by the time I was 10, I could swear in three languages. <laughs> that was nice, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. What? Hey, huh? <laughs> anyway,
2: okay, Robert Cuccioni is uh, 64 years old yeah. today. And I believe that brings Carol Lee the closest, because she said 62. Okay. You said, uh, mm-hmm. se du. Mm-hmm. Eh, si. Un'aria un dell'opera. Uh, anyway, William Sapphire
3: here you get these
2: people? I know it. I can't help it. These are the people who were born on this date. I, I never planned it. That's you know, this is cool not planned. parents is what you. Yeah, there. this is not Planned Parenthood. This is they <laughs> just happen to casually be born on these dates.
1: Well, what she has to remember is that the people whose birthdays you know are always the ones who are on the show that you are not on.
3: I know. It's always- that's
2: always the yeah, rule. Yeah, tonight, not tomorrow. We have a whole bunch of. Yeah, who's Well-known that? people, like tomorrow. I, well, I'll tell you some. what the heck. Steven Spielberg, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, people you know. Uh, well, maybe not too many people you know. I think I just ran out of them. <laughs> but we'll do them tomorrow. But today, they're, they're, well, we'll get to some that you may know. And a couple of dates is something to fill in. But William Sapphire is a a, a writer... the new york times carries his column he's a conservative columnist plus what he does that i really like a lot is he talks about the english language and he has a great column in the sunday new york times about that pulitzer prize winner journalist william sapphire he ought to he ought to get together with billy crystal is there a connection there do you think (laughs) maybe not you know uh and maybe Nancy Glass.
4: Do <laughs> <laughs> you know Nancy Glass? Nancy Glass used to be uh, one of those... An entertainment room. Yeah, one of the yeah, one, yeah, of work, one of the tabloid, American,
2: the, uh, tabloid uh, uh, news things. American uh, Journal, I think. Yeah, and she's from here. She's from yeah. Boston area. Yeah. Okay, Brian from New Hampshire. Let's start with you. William Sapphire. Hmm. Uh, I'll say 64, No. Okay, 64. And... Uh, Ellen, what do you think? Mm, 52.
3: 52.
2: Okay. And, uh, Laurie? Well, let's see.
1: I'll say 55.
2: Okay, Laurie will say 55. And, uh, Brian McKinley will say? I'll say the, let's see, 59. 59. And what do you think, Carol Lee? Um... Forty-eight. Forty. How old are you, by the way? You sound very young. My
3: thirties.
2: Oh, you sound even younger than that. But in your thirties is oh, a wonderful you. age. I wouldn't mind being fifty again. Really? Well, I'll see what I can do for you. <laughs> we have a promotion department here that creates wonder wonderful things. <laughs> Except with me, cause I'll never see that 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 decade again. Jack, what do you think? How old do you think William Sapphire is? William Sapphire. William Sapphire. Sapphire. Just trying to think of how old he sounds in his column. Uh, <laughs> he's, he shows up on television every now and then. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> uh, so much pain going on there. Do you hear that pain? Uh-huh. uh-huh. my. He's
3: looking out. <laughs>
2: uh... uh I'll say he is uh, 50 fella. 50 fella. Okay. Actually, William Sapphire is 65 years old on this date, December 17th. Oh. He and Freeman James Tucker Jr. are <laughs> <laughs> very close to each other's ages, Freeman James Tucker Jr. is older. But uh, Brian said 64 he's 65, so Brian is the closest. So we have uh, Carol Lee and Brian from New Hampshire, and, and our own Brian here is uh, with one piece mm-hmm. Also, I saw a movie the other night, too, Disclosure. Any of you have seen that? Disclosure with uh, Michael Douglas no. and uh, Demi.
3: Demi Moore?
2: Yeah, Demi Moore. No? Yeah. Interesting movie. Yeah, it's quite a, quite. A, it, yeah. it really grabs you. Then you think of it afterwards, and you say, that's ridiculous. Is, <laughs> One of those kind of movies. At, um, doing the
3: sexual harassing.
2: Yes, yeah, he he was uh, he was going to sue her for sexual harassment, and uh, and they warned him against that. And then he he dug up all kinds of incredible evidence to prove that he his case was solid. And as you thought of, I mean, at the time it seemed to make sense. But later on, as you thought of it, you thought, I don't know, that doesn't make any sense at all. Well, he's a good actor, and uh, Demi's kind of nice to look at, and uh, uh, Sutherland. Uh, what's his name? The uh, Donald. Don- yeah, Donald Sutherland is he's uh, in the movie. He Who's he's quite good. I mean, the acting is is it, it's it 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 really holds your interest. It's quite an interesting movie. Disclosure, and it was the number one at the box office I think, last weekend. Hey Norm. Yeah.
1: Don't you think uh, Michael Douglas is being typecast now because, uh, for roles like that?
2: I guess so. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in that other movie too, which had a similar plot.
1: Yeah, he's been a Fatal Attraction and Basic Instinct, and now this one too. They're all sexual thriller type movies that he's been doing. That's in the true. Elevator. What? What about the elevator?
3: He's
1: always having
2: sex in the elevator. <laughs> well, that's not <doesn't> everybody. <laughs> well, that has its ups and downs, so. though. <laughs> Hey, well, we're having sex in the elevator. We don't need a person telling us bad jokes. You understand? <laughs> okay, Gene Ray, do you, any of you know Gene Rayburn? Sure. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's been on a million quiz shows and stuff. Every time a little Willie sits on his blank. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. He was on that uh, that game show. Uh he was an announcer on Steve Allen's Tonight Show, Game Show's uh, Match Game, I think is one you're doing, uh, Jack, and also Tic Tac Doe. Uh, and also he was he, uh, he, he started out as a part of a team called uh, Rayburn and Finch on WNEW in New York. They did a comedy morning show together. Mm. And I bumped into Gene Rayburn a lot. When I was uh, a member of the National Board of uh, AFTRA, the American... Federation of Television Radio Artists. We and, and at our national conventions, um, Gene Rayburn represented. He was a he was a representative from New York, and he showed up alive. Interesting guy. Anyway, that's Gene Ray. I just thought I'd throw that in to show you that I'm kind of a big deal myself. Oh, we know, Norm. We know. <laughs> Hello, is this microphone on? I didn't get the kind of response there that I thought I should get from that. <laughs> anyway, okay, Gene Rayburn. Uh, let's start with you, uh, uh, Brian, up there in New Hampshire. What? How old do you think Gene Rayburn is? Uh, gee, probably about 74. 74, okay. And, uh, Laurie,
1: what do you think? I think he's up there, too. I would say he's, all. I'll try 70.
2: 70, all right. And uh, the lovely, beauteous, uh, Carol Lee. Mm, let's
3: see, I'll say... Sixty-eight.
2: Sixty-eight. And Ellen? I'll say
3: sixty-nine. And Jack?
2: Hmm. Uh, 70. And what do you think, Brian McKinley? Hmm. The answer is 75. The answer is 75. Okay. And you happen to have come the closest, because he's 77. Ah. I can't believe he's 77. Mm. Wow. Wow, he's been around, I mean... He's I been know. around since... I, I know he's been around forever. Down. I know he is. And when I was just beginning in radio, he's already a big star on uh, WNEW with, uh, uh, fin- <laughs> as I mentioned, Finch and Rayburn, yeah. or Rayburn and Finch. But he's uh, he's 77 years old today. I find that hard to believe. But uh, you, you said 77, uh, you said 74, rather. So you now burst into the lead with two correct answers. While... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I, I'm, I circled a I circle around them. Sorry, Brian up in New Hampshire said 74. He was very close too. Uh, but you have now two correct answers. Brian in New Hampshire, Carol Lee, uh, both have one apiece. Mm-hmm. Okay. I keep on hearing like a little cooing
1: sound, like a pigeon. Yeah, I hear that too. Do you? Yeah. I think it's, it's like a little uh, electronic humming of some sort. Someone calling from
4: their pigeon coop. That's me when I get excited. I'm winning, so. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It could be. Yeah, it could be Brian McKinley. I see. I thought he it was kept,
2: my stomach. He's no, it, it doesn't. Or it could be the WBZ. the and drool. Yeah, yeah, It could be the WBZ pet.
3: I pet pigeon. That's
2: right.
1: Oh, oh, say, Norm. Yes. Yeah. I think that in honor of me, since I'm doing just about as well this time as I did the last time I was on, huh? I think you ought to institute a booby prize to make those of us who are. Just plain dumb. Yeah, it's Feels called, good. It's
4: called I, whoever wins.
2: Yeah, the only. Yeah, the, that's the only problem with it is that the main prize is really a booby prize. So I don't know. I mean, what do I do with the booby prize? Give something really nice because we give chunky stuff to the winner. You know, I don't know how we can do any worse than that.
1: Give out some gold bond powder, Norm.
2: <laughs> yeah, we could do that. Or some oval pinus. I was mentioning yesterday uh, while... One of the nights when I actually go to bed at night and try to sleep, I was getting kind of itchy, so I, <laughs> I used some Gold Bond for the first time in my entire life. And when you put it on, did you go,
4: ah? then I said,
2: "Oh, this itchy skin! I'm so sick of just scratching myself till blood is bleeding out of every pore." I got you itchy
3: know, every time I hear that commercial.
2: Actually, I have yeah. used it.
3: Is and it good?
1: Yeah, it served my purposes, yeah.
2: Yeah, sure. My purpose is too. It was. It made me not only uh, less itchy, but uh, I thought sexually exciting. <laughs> I could hardly keep my hands off myself.
3: <laughs> oh, oh my! You are
2: bad. Oh, I am really bad. <laughs> I told you once. The once the management finds out that I'm really on it this time of night, and I nears this program, I'm gone. <laughs> I'll see you later. Uh, Norm, uh, we, uh, the management of Westinghouse was listening to you last night. We didn't realize you are on that late, you know. In fact, we didn't even know you worked for us. But we were listening uh, last night, and uh, um, we're offering you a really swell severance. How about three hours? Uh, three hours, pay. Get out of here, and don't let us look at you ever again.
1: Now you sound like Peter Falk.
2: Really? Oh, really? A little bit. I'm sorry, really? Really, do I sound like Peter Pork? Okay. Well, a poor imitation. <laughs> okay, uh, so, no, I can't sound like him because he's alive. I only do dead people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sarah Dallin.
3: Oh. Lord. oh who is oh. Sarah Dallin? Who I know. I look, Dallin.
2: I know. I know how you feel. <laughs> yep. I never heard of her either. Uh, she's she was born in England. She's with the group Banana Rampa.
3: Oh. <laughs> You've you've
2: seen Banana around. I know. know I've seen it Their biggest hit was Venus. Uh, They recorded that in 1986. Okay. Uh, Can anybody sing that? Uh, Can you give us a little idea, but Venus or Venus? I'm your fire. That's your desire. That's it. Mm -hmm.
3: Okay.
2: No, no, you guys are gone,
1: man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I didn't know popular music had atonality.
2: Oh yes, it does. No, it's the, it's the newest trend.
1: That was the Gregorian version. I yeah, heard. heavy,
2: yeah. heavy metal, heavy metal, rap, and uh, atonality. Sure, it's all going on to like the whole this whole uh, chant deal, you know. It's all a big thing now. So yeah. all the classics are being redone. Oh yes, that's. Right. Oh, yes.
1: oh yes, fly me to the moon. You know, things like that.
2: Oh, that's really nice. And let me play, play among the stars. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah.
3: Like Baby.
2: What is this cold powder thing? Are <laughs> we making you itchy? <laughs> okay, Sarah Dallin. Anyway, let's see. We'll start with you, uh, Laurie. How are, how? I knew that you were going to do that to me. We have ESP. Yes, oh, she we, does. We might we might form a carnival act.
1: Now, she's a pop singer, and she they had a hit in 1986.
2: 1986 called Venus, and that the group was Banana Rampa, <laughs> which is a great name for a group.
1: Okay, let's see. It's now nineteen ninety four.
2: Nineteen ninety four. That's correct. So you know that's uh, eight years ago. Oh,
1: I love your high tech math.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: well, let's take a flying
2: guess at thirty. A flying guess at thirty. Okay. And uh, Ellen. I think I'll
3: fly at thirty six.
2: Okay. Do you live anywhere near the zoo? Yes, I do. Okay, because that, that's a pretty country out there.
3: Right around the corner.
2: Oh, yeah, near Spot Pond and all.
3: Yes, got the ducks crossing the street that stay in the middle of the street constantly. Oh, do they get hit a lot? No, people stop and shoo them by and wait till they walk. <laughs> really?
2: And then they go yeah. and they watch the ducks go by. Yeah. And where is that's this? Sweet. Let me jot this down so I can put it in the traffic. This is course. this is Stoneham. It's Route to tw- 28? Yeah. Route 28. Route 28 is the main route through Stoneham. Ducks. Ducks. Keep it close to me in Stoneham. Because uh, you're in Medford. Yeah. Yeah, that's not too far away. That's true. Next town. Yeah. Now, what did you say, uh, Ellen? Did you say 36? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Stoneham is right next to Medford. Yeah.
3: Yeah, they border. Okay.
2: So I, I didn't know that.
3: Hmm? Laroes,
2: Are you both single? Are you single, Ellen? Yeah. A- Laurie? No. <laughs> oh, so I'm so sorry Could you get your wife out of bed now and Let me talk to her Tell her how unhappy you are being married to her No, I'd rather not <laughs> Okay I mean, if you want to make a clean break of it Perhaps I can help I'm. Mean, that's why I'm here all night Otherwise, it's pointless to, for me to be up all night
3: That's why you could start a single line, you know
2: We could do that, yeah oh, we,
3: night
2: Yeah, we could do that That'd be good
1: yeah, Get some lessons from Dick Slyde.
2: Well, he was on the show with us one night, as a matter of fact, yeah, and we were talking about singles and all that kind of
1: stuff. Oh, I participated in his program back before I was married, I might add, oh, that's and right. I met some very nice people. It, oh, you it, it,
2: did? You yes, did. it okay. worked very well. Because he still has singles dances and stuff. <laughs> Unfortunately, the cutoff age is 93, so I'm a little <laughs> too old for that. <laughs> uh, Carol Lee, how old do you think? big uh, sigh uh, is <laughs> or even Sarah Dallin, who we're talking about well
3: 33 33
2: okay and uh, the New Hampshire Brian I think 31 north okay and what do you think, Brian McKinley I'll say 32 and what do you say Jack uh, 34 34 she's uh, oh, she's exactly the same age that Carol Lee said Ooh. 33 Ooh. so All right. so Carol Lee and Brian Tied up mm-hmm. from uh, Brian McKinley. I mm-hmm. tied at two games apiece.
3: Is Alan still here? Yes. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. I have nothing. Oh, I wouldn't say that, babe. Well no, no. That's I've not the old. way I saw it
1: last night. Oh, 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 oh. You and I can commiserate. <laughs> okay.
2: How about uh, how about the Marilyn Beck? And I know you're gonna say who's she. Uh, listen, I don't I don't decide who's born on these dates. They just have to come up. <laughs> Marilyn Beck is a Hollywood columnist. You see, I think the, uh, I think the uh, Sunday, you know, that section that comes with the Herald and a lot of local papers has her column in it. What is that called? Uh, it, uh, she wrote uh, Marilyn Beck's Hollywood, or as we say, uh, Marilyn Beck's Hollywood. Hollywood, And she does that kind of stuff. And it's in that Sunday Sunday uh, Rudder Gravure section of the the, the magazine section. Um,
1: yeah, that's the
2: part no one reads, it. <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of interesting. It's it's kind of kind of little tabloid kind of insert that's in a lot of newspapers. What is that called? That's a Parade. Parade, I believe it's Parade, and I'm Marilyn Beck. That's exactly right, there, Brian. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah, that's Marilyn Beck. Uh, does she do the Parade of People or the People Parade? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember what the column is called.
3: Right
2: on the front there. Yeah, Parade of People. Parade of People Mm -hmm. could be, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, that's the person we're talking about, Marilyn Beck. And we'll start with, uh, let's see, we'll start with Ellen of Stoneham near the zoo. Near the zoo.
3: I'll say 45. 45.
2: Okay, and what will you... Brian McKinley, say?
4: I'll say she's... 43. 43.
2: And uh, Jack... You know, when she started out, they they all thought that she was very retar- reliable because she was always at everyone's beck and call. Well, yeah, what you Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> uh, Sixty-two. Sixty-two. Okay, and uh, the New Hampshire, Brian. Uh,
1: how about fifty?
2: Yeah, but 50 looks good to me, and I can put that in Roman numerals. Let's see, that's just plain plain L, isn't yep. it? Mm, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, easy. Okay, Carol Lee.
3: Um, I'm gonna say 54.
2: 54, and what do you say, Laurie? Oh,
1: I can see this time, Rod. I'm last in the becking order. Oh oh oh, 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 wow, oh, oh, that's cool, <laughs> oh,
2: I could, I could barely stand that.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 Well, I might as well be a perfect square, and I'll say forty-nine.
2: Forty, forty-nine. Okay. Now, of course, comes again that magic moment mm-hmm, when I tell you the actual age, uh, and this is terribly important. That
1: uh, <laughs> I'm going to lose again, aren't I?
2: <laughs> well, I, no, I, well I, I, I don't know yet. Carol Lee and, uh, of course, and Brian McKinley are both tied at two apiece. So it's, let's see if any one of those those guys come a closer. And actually, they don't. Mm. Oh. Uh, Jack Hart comes the closest because mm. Marilyn Beck is 66. Mm. Mm. Oh. And uh, Jack Hart's at 62. So he breaks into the scoring column. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Laurie and Eleanor
3: got a win.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope so. Now, see, now we've run out of all the swell, well known names.
3: <laughs> the
2: names you don't seem to think are well known. And so I'm going to give you a couple of dates, things that have happened on this date, December 17th, Freeman James Tucker Jr.'s birthday. And to see if you can tell me the year they happened, because we know the date they happened was December 17th. Like uh, Wilbur and Orville Wright. Oh. <coughs> can you imagine a parent naming their kids oh. Wilbur and Orville? Could you? That's probably why they got involved in flight, just to, to get away from their parents. <laughs> get away, yeah. Unless if we fly, we can get away from these creeps. Well, there's Wil- at
1: least one other famous Orville. Yeah. Redenbacher.
2: Orville Redenbacher. Oh, yeah, that's right. Redenbacher. And Faubus. Oh, or Orville Faubus, who just died a couple of days oh. ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, Wilbur and Orville Wright flew their 12-horsepower airplane at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina on its first 12-second flight. Locals thought they were crazy and yelled, Kill devil! And their dad said, <clears throat> let's see if I can imitate I want to get the exact sound of their father, Mr. Wright. He said... It's given, you know, only to God and angels to fly. That's right. It's given only to angels and God, God and angels to fly. And I think the mother said something like, you know, only angels, you see, and God should fly. Rochester. Rochester. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway.
1: Well, they did they were. they were totally disrespectful of a fly by night organization. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, oh, oh you know, that's
2: awfully good. I wonder if you join Julius La Rosa and get the hell out of here. <laughs> as fast as you can, young man. Anyway, Marville piloted while Wilbur ran alongside holding a wing tip to keep it steady. It sounds like it sounds like these planes that we've been having some problems yeah. with
1: lately. Sounds like one of my favorite motion pictures. Those magnificent men in their flying machines. That's right.
2: Anyway, Flyer One is now at the National Air and Space Museum in Washington D.C. for your viewing and uh, dancing pleasure. That's, a lot, that's about the That's great information. Let's see if I have another line or two about them. But it doesn't really matter. I think. I, well, you know, I understand that uh, that uh, the one who actually got on the plane took with him a little bag of rancid peanuts, thus starting a tradition. That's right. <laughs> and a little pillow, <laughs> a little dirty pillow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So up, they. Put your thumb on. They staged the first successful to some of powered airplane flights. Uh, near Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. What year was that? The date was December 17th. The question now is, what was the year? And we'll start with Jack Hart and his orchestra. Oh, what year was it? I'll give you another clue. It was the year my mother was born. Oh.
3: All right.
2: (laughs) I see she was born on that year. Actually, I thought it was the year you were born. Oh, shut up. She was born as a matter of fact, she was born in uh, november twenty third of this very year huh, was was she so older very close to very close <laughs> to that? Was she older or younger than my grandmother? Uh, I don't uh, really care to oh. you know to uh, make a comparison because okay. mom wouldn't like it. I see she loved your grandmother. And she didn't like to be in competition with her. You I know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. I wish I had a violin. Yeah. What was your grandmother's first name? Uh, Sarah. Sarah. Same as my one of my daughters' names. Yeah, you know right. my mother's uh, first name was Rose. Uh huh. Rose. Yes. Rose. Rose Nathan. Rose Nathan. That was her name. Well, actually, Rose Slapman when she was born. Uh huh. She became Rose Nathan until she married into the uh, wonderfully socially. Uh, inept social <laughs> family. that's right I was trying to think of a way to get around that but that was about the size of it she married below her station in life as I recall I see and never forgave any of us for it <laughs> okay Jack What anyway what year was that uh, oh let's see uh, <laughs> 1903 1903 and three, says Jack, and uh, Brian McKinley says? 1902. 1902. That was about the year you were president. No, it was a little later than that. My (laughs) past lives, it was well, yeah. Well, well, when was Uh, I president? Well, you were president, let's see, William McKinley was actually president in the 1800s, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. No, wait a minute! No, he was not. No, he was not. He uh, he was assassinated in about nineteen two or three, wasn't he? When William, uh, it was uh, Theodore Roosevelt, whose vice president, mm-hmm. took over. It was about nineteen two, something like that.
0: Um, That's right. So you're actually close to the same year. That's he was right. the
2: twenty fifth president. He died in nineteen o one. So assuming that he was in office at some point in that year, to only last a couple of days. You 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 have you have an, an, an all mag yeah. Yeah? What's that? You have an almanac to to look that up? No, I had a dictionary. Okay, 1901 he died. Okay. Uh, He was assassinated in 1901. Very good. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I got within a year of it. I keep my reference materials handy. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And New Hampshire's Brian, what do you think? What was the year the Wilbur and Orville Wright flight?
1: Well, I'll agree (laughs) with Jack and say 1903.
2: 1903. Okay. And Carol Lee? Um,
3: 1904.
2: 1904. And Ellen?
3: 1902,
2: 1902, and uh, what do you think, Laurie? 1903. Okay, 1903 is correct. <laughs> it was night. It was it was uh, November or uh, December 17, 1903. You think they would have waited till spring or something? I want it wasn't so cold in North Carolina at the time. Mm. So we have three winners. We have uh, Laurie and Brian from New Hampshire, and uh, Jack Hart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that means that. Uh, I have no point. Do you have a tiebreaker? Uh, yes, we do. We do. Let's let, me, let me see now. Brian uh, has two correct answers. Uh, that is Brian New Hampshire. Brian McKinley has two. And uh, one apiece by Laurie and uh, Jack. Ellen. You
3: forgot oh. me. Yeah,
2: you're the only one who hasn't it's got a score. What's that? You forgot me. Wait a minute, Jack Hyde has two also. Yeah, I've got two. Mm. Uh Carol Lee, you have two? Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. You do have two.
3: Everybody wow. has two. Yeah. I have none. Laurie
2: has one. Oh, okay. Edgar Edgar Bergen. Let me see. Now, now he wasn't born on this date. One of the greatest ventriloquists on radio. <laughs> That's right. Never saw his lips move once. Right. Ventriloquist <laughs> Edgar Bergen made his radio debut on it was on this on December seventeenth. It was on the Rudy Valley show later on, because he became famous and stuff, on his own show. But this was on the Rudy Valley show, his debut ventriloquist on radio. <laughs> we used to we used to broadcast parades on radio. We did all kinds of stuff cause because there was no television. Acts would, magic acts would be really good. Yeah. Oh, incredible. <laughs> Look, you never saw my hand. <laughs> they noticed how the fingers never <laughs> leave the hand. Huh? Ellen, let's <laughs> start with you. Ed, Edgar what, what what year do you suppose that might have been?
3: Um, 1952.
2: 1952. Okay, and what do you think of Brian from New Hampshire? I'll say
1: 1935.
2: 1935. Okay, Carol Lee. Um,
3: 1942.
2: 1942, and Laurie? 1932. 1932. 1932. Brian McKinley and his orchestra? Uh, 1935 1935 and what do you think jack uh what year was that orson wells war of the worlds thing because people were just switching from edgar bergen i think that was
1: 1939
2: okay, yeah 39 so. yeah but, but don't don't forget this was uh, when he was a guest on another show okay mm. well i'm just thinking it had to be before that um, yeah but you absolutely your sense of logic is fantastic amazing um I'll say 1934. 1934. Okay. The year actually was 1936. Hmm. It was on December 17, 1936. And so we've had, uh, we've got uh, Brian McKinley and Brian from New Hampshire. Both at 35. Hmm. So that's very good. Let me see now. we got Brian. Brian, you have three. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, so does Brian from New Hampshire. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh. So, no, that uh, that uh, makes a tie between the two of you, and it means, since the you, on. it means that Brian from New Hampshire is the winner. Hey! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Brian is all... but McKinley also is, but we don't give prizes <laughs> to our own staff. That's right. Yeah, so you don't get one of the really... Process you, of elimination. That's right. You don't get one of the really crummy that's prizes, right. the really tacky... I useless things. I withdraw my winnings and okay. fork it all over to Brian. <laughs> so that's right. He'll get a lot of additional Usel- junky stuff. <laughs> yeah, really useless Extra stuff. Extra junky stuff in his <laughs> Christmas talking. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian, hang on there now. Okay. And, and Brian, the other Brian will uh, we'll take your name and address. Ellen, uh, thank you, and Carol Lee. Thank
3: you, thank you.
2: Thank you both, and uh, also uh, Brian. Uh, oh no, you're going to hang on, Brian, because yep. we're going we're gonna to get information from you. Okay, thanks, Norm. Okay, you're welcome. and Thank you for playing the game. I thank you, as always, Jack Hart and his orchestra. Well, thank you, Norm. We have uh, Thomas, who's in Cleveland, right uh, here, Ohio. Nice to talk with you, Thomas. You played the game with us before? No. Oh, so you must be just so excited and so eager. You must be breaking out in a rash. You must be so excited by this. Well, I wonder how somebody can win if it's so
3: dumb.
2: <laughs> if, it's so, if it's so dumb? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you have to be dumb to be playing mm-hmm. it. Right no reflection on you, Tom. Uh, Thomas, I'm sorry. Thomas, not Tom. It's Thomas. Right. Okay, but, I, but uh, I, I, what I do is I just tell you again who was born on this day. A lot of interesting people born on uh, the 18th. And then you will guess the age. And then if you win, if you get the closest to their correct ages, uh, more ages than anybody else, you win a really stupid, worthless, tacky prize. So you can see that this is certainly probably not even worth staying up late for. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. We have also have uh, Frank, who is in Ontario. That's right. if We talked with Frank. Mm-hmm. He's about 400 miles north of Toronto. Yeah, it takes about...
5: Six seconds for your signal to reach my radio
2: antenna, Norm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Compared
5: with the phone line.
2: Okay, well, you're, yeah, that's right. You're on, You're listening to us on the phone, so we get there almost immediately Yeah. Then.
5: I didn't realize that. There's quite a delay on well, the radio. Oh,
2: I didn't realize. Oh, you know what that may be? It's the... It's, the, uh, it's our purpose. Will propagation. We put no, we put we put the delay on there. It's not right. No, we put the delay. The reason for that is in case somebody gets on and says, Oh, fudge," <laughs> oh. or something we don't want to so broadcast. You, you get a chance to. We have the six or seven seconds where, where we can, yeah, we can clip them off the air so that word doesn't get on the air. Oh, for Christ. No, that's it. So it's not your radio, and it's not the it's not where you are. It's that's oh. uh, it's a little mm-hmm. secret that I just oh. gave up. Way to be. Uh, yeah, because some people, some people, you wouldn't believe that Some people get on the end and actually swear. It doesn't happen very often, but, but that's our protection in oh, case it does.
5: Christ, I didn't realize that. That's great. So I'm all set to play the
2: DBG. Yes, I was just pausing. I was going to come in with a funny line after six or seven seconds. But I couldn't think of what to say. <laughs>
5: you the Romeo of the radio. <laughs> well, that's that's oh, right. Oh, gee, the way you talk to the women, Ros- Rosina. Wasn't that a beautiful call, Rosa?
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Her name, Rose Rosina? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was a nice lady. That was a beautiful call. Oh, well, thank you. We have, here's another one. I this saw is, I all.
5: Dick uh, from uh, Hyannis. Uh, the, I, I get there to hear Ruby Braff. I've got him on record. Oh, really? Oh,
2: geez, I'd love to hear him in person. Oh, I, he's, he's lovely. He's lovely to hear. Yeah. We have Juanita, who's out in Michigan. Hi, Juanita. Yeah,
3: hi. I am
2: really dumb, ready to play. <laughs> oh, okay, you're dumb and ready to play. Where Where are you in Michigan, by the way? Birmingham. Birmingham, Michigan. Yes. Oh, I'm yes. excited and I don't even know where that is. Where, is, where in Where in Michigan is that? Just,
3: just a suburb of Detroit. Okay. Of Detroit. Because somebody,
2: somebody had sent me, in fact, two or three people have sent me maps of Michigan. So oh, I kind of feel you. like I I, was, I didn't bring it into the studio this time. And so, oh. but so I can follow along with people who called in from your state.
3: Oh, I see your real dumb map. Oh,
2: no, I, I already got a couple of dumb maps, oh, so I'm man. all set. Oh.
3: Well, you look again and see where I am.
2: I will. I'm going to do okay. that. Because I care where you are. Christa,
3: I want to say one thing. Where is Rick from Pennsylvania?
2: Rick from Pennsylvania is... Yeah. Uh, he told me the town he's in, and I...
3: I, know I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, but I haven't heard him for a long time.
2: Yeah, do you have a crush on him or something like that?
3: Yeah, he was he was trying to win the um, Victoria's Secret contest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah and I want oh, to know if oh, he won. Oh, that's right. you going
2: to get him a date. That's right too. He was saying that, wasn't he?
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I, know. I don't know how that came out. Maybe he'll call us I again know, soon. I wish he would. We have Brian McKinley, who's a WBZ crack producer. Yeah. Who is playing the game with you. You're excited about that, too, aren't you, One, You're excited oh, yeah. about everything. She's just oh, excited.
3: Ontario and Cleveland?
2: Yeah, Cleveland, Ontario, oh, Michigan. 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 This is like a network program.
3: Maybe somebody will come in from Missouri.
2: Well, we don't get up to Missouri too well, but we, oh. uh, we'll try a little harder if it will please you, Miss. Yeah, okay. Okay. But Brian McKinley is actually right here in the studio, so that uh, right. we're not picking him up, up for any great distance.
4: Although I would like to be picked up... By somebody, <laughs> by, by Juanita, by somebody, yeah. anybody, any, anybody. Oh, want... love
3: Brian. He's loved. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, we also have
2: uh, Ken Newman, of course, who's uh, who's at the Prudentials. Have you ever heard of the Prudential Center, Juanita? Yes. In Boston, the that's one in a Boston. Rock. It's uh, it's uh. Is that
3: that big rock that moves around?
2: Oh no, it's oh, not. Get a not, piece not, of the rock. Not, yeah, no, it's that's awesome, right yeah, this is yeah. It's they own a, a big a building that's about fifty two stories. I think it really? is. It's the second tallest building. Actually, the John Hancock building is even taller than that. That's about sixty oh. stories. Which, when you think of the town I live in, the tallest building there is like about three stories. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, anyway. Everett? No, actually, Middleton is where I live. I did grow up in Everett, though. You remember that?
5: Yeah, I hear. I hear you talking with. Uh,
2: yeah, I grew. Up, I think the same thing applies there too. I think the they may have a four story building there. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Give or take. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Maybe three and a half stories is a compromise. And Ken Newman, the WBC 24 Hour Traffic Network as reporters, I just said, is at the uh, Prudential center because oh. he's way on top and he can, so he see, can the down
3: and see where the accidents.
2: He, are. he can see that's right he can see where oh. the accidents are and he's uh he's very keen on that kind of stuff he loves to look at accidents oh.
4: or he can look out the window and just drop water balloons out the window <laughs> he, he can, because there's a certain amount of fun that's doing a that certain amount of fun you yeah. cause a certain amount of traffic accidents doing it i would think so just to, oh. to give you some something to say
2: <laughs> a play or whatever you've discovered my secret we knew your secret all along, we just, kept, we've hushed it up in, in order to protect the next of kin or something. Okay, let me tell you who's who's born in this state, and then we'll get down the line and see how well you do. Like Kiefer Sutherland,
3: uh-huh.
2: who's the son of uh, uh, Donald Sutherland, uh-huh. and he's been in movies like Flatliners, Article 99, A Few Good Men... And the Vanishing, and those are lovely movies. I know because I haven't seen a single one. I'd never even heard of most of them. All of them hardly. So, what do you think, of Thomas? How old do you think Kiefer Sutherland, who looks a lot like his father? And I think Donald Sutherland's probably one of the really ugly men of Hollywood, although a fine actor. I saw him the other day in uh, what is that uh-huh. movie uh, with uh, Michael Douglas? Uh-huh. And, uh And you going to keep saying uh huh all the way through this? Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, I will do that. um uh, Michael Douglas and the woman is uh, uh, Demi Moore. Oh, disclosure. D- disclosure. Yeah, was, I saw that. I saw that was the movie the other day. Was in the- yeah, it was rather a sensuous wow. movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more I think about the movie, though, the more I, I, it, it, I question the whole idea of the thing. is kind of, kind yeah. of unbelievable. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. But his father, Donald Sutherland, is in that movie. Uh playing a a a big chief executive officer, big head corporate head and a really mean kind of a I didn't like I didn't like the character he was playing. I mean it was you know what him mm-hmm. I, I mean he played it very well, but it was not a nice man. Thomas, how old do you think Kiefer Sutherland is? Um Kiefer uh, 43. Twenty three, okay. And Frank with Oh, 33? 43, he said. Oh, you said 43. I'm sorry, man. Well, as old as uh, Sutherland was. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland. Okay, 43. Frank, what do you think? I say 28, Norm. You say 28. Okay. You do get movies up there that far north of Toronto.
5: Well, now and again, when there's uh, the community hall uh, brings in a special projection
2: machine... And it's all slides, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll bet. Okay. Uh, Juanita. Juanita. Uh, Twenty-nine.
3: Twenty-nine.
4: Okay. And Brian, what do you think? Hmm. Let's see. Um. I I think he's older than I am, so I'd say he's thirty. Thirty. Because you are. You were, I'm 12. No. Uh, no, because you're well, you
2: 28, 9? 29. 29. Wow. Okay. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow.
5: Wow.
4: 29. Wow. Great age, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Try to hold on to try it. Try to hold on to can. it. Yeah. It's sneaking. The big trio is going to be sneaking up. You know?
1: <laughs> you know, Ken,
2: are you about the same age, Ken? Are you younger? Uh,
4: a little bit younger.
2: Yeah, a little bit like what? 27? 20, 26, actually. 26. Oh, that's not a good age, no. I can hardly wait for you to be twenty-nine. That's a good age. Twenty-nine. Yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward to that. Twenty-six is a stupid age. Oh, that's really dumb.
4: <laughs> Just three more years, and I'll be at the good
2: age. Yeah. You know, by by the time I was twenty-six, this is 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 the ranting of
4: an old man. By the time I was twenty-six, did you rant like this when you were twenty-six? Did I do? Did what? you rant like this when you? Oh were, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, I yeah, just yeah, want to make yeah, sure that. Oh you, yeah. Yeah. No.
2: It it, it never goes away. It's, it it uh, was born with ranting, born with and, ranting, and it talking aimlessly. <laughs> yeah. No. what by the time I was twenty six, and and take this as heart, and I don't mean to brag, Ken, but I would already been fired from two jobs, laid off from another, and been in jail for three days. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And you? What have you got to show so for so it? Yeah. Nothing. Mind. Nothing. Anyway, how old do you think Keeper Keeper's father is? <laughs> what I just said, by the way, is really true. I'll discuss that some other time when I'm, when it's not quite
4: so boring. When you have more time, I, just, I, yeah. I mean to stop the game. But how, how do you go on, like, from some, how do you, being? I mean, I know you're young, 26. You think, ah, oh, what the heck? I, you know, I'll get another job. Be fired from two jobs like, when, you're, when you're young. It's it's amazing. You don't care?
2: No, no, I did care. I did care. And a third, the the job I was laid off from was. Right after I got married, I was uh-huh. married at the age of 24. And I was laid off by by the age of 24 and a half or something. No, what you think at that age, and, and this is something that, that you never think again later on, is those people who fired me, and, and also I thought I'm only laid off now, too, I thought I was I was starting to move up the ladder. <laughs> this is all in radio. I thought i have been fired from the first two jobs in broadcasting, the third job, I was only laid off. I thought, I'm starting to move now. You know, it's not <laughs> bad, you know? so I was, I was encouraged by that. <laughs> that's a better record than being fired. <laughs> I know it, that's right. I wasn't fired, I was only laid off. <laughs> the results are the same thing. You sit around, you know, with my new wife, and we're trying to figure out how we're how we going to pay our rent. And that kind of stuff, but I think if at that age you think everybody's stupid except you. Right. I thought yeah. these bosses—they don't know what they're talking about. I'm really fine. If they fired me or laid me off, they're stupid. I'll bounce back. You know. Later on, you don't have that much confidence in yourself, but at the time you do. You just keep punching. If that well, anyway that's what happened I'm so glad you
3: asked
2: Ken let me ask you how old you think Kiefer Sutherland is or should we just forget this whole game and let me let me just reminisce
4: um, let me see Kiefer Sutherland I would say is 33 33 why do you
2: suppose they named him Kiefer I wonder if that's a family name maybe his yeah his mother's name might have been like her maiden name might have been uh, Juanita Kiefer yeah. It might have been that, uh, Juanita.
3: Oh, he's okay. from Ontario. Uh,
2: yeah. Sutherland, is No,
3: his dad is. Or I think his
2: dad lives in Quebec. Oh, yeah. Oh, does he? Still lives in Quebec? Uh-huh. No, Really?
3: In Montreal.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, this doesn't have his uh, birthplace, Kiefer's birthplace.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I don't and,
2: know. Anyway, he's uh, 27
3: oh, years
2: old today. That means Frank said 28. Uh-huh. No, he'd be the sole winner of that, because nobody yeah. said 26, yeah. Yeah, you're a close one, Ada. I was guessing his mother. What's that? I was guessing his mother. <laughs> oh, his mother's age? Yeah. Okay, is Donald Sutherland married to anybody interesting? I'm sure she's this very interesting. Kiefer right? yeah.
3: was engaged to Judy Roberts.
2: Oh, right. Kiefer was engaged. That's right, she, He was engaged to yeah. Judy Roberts. She That's left her for loyal no, yeah. she's gone out with some very funny looking people and married one. Okay, Keith Richards. No, Keith Richards. So there's hope for Speaking all of us. Keith Richards. Speaking of he's funny looking a, people, yeah. Is he a funny looking guy, Keith Richards? I would say so.
4: Yeah, he's the guitarist with the Rolling Stones. Well, I don't think. Well, yeah, I guess he is funny. Age hasn't been kind to him, but so, you know, he's, like, all those years on the road and all those drugs, he's probably done. Looks like death warmed over, so <laughs> Well, maybe this is maybe
2: maybe only ugly people were born december 18th could be that could have been could have been one of god's rules i'll only make ugly people on this day he had not uh... okay. anyway he's uh he was born in kent england he plays lead guitar for the uh, rolling stones as you probably know their biggest hits of course were satisfaction in 1965 and honky-tonk women in 1969, that mm-hmm. goes to my kind of. Are you a hockey talk woman, Juanita? Yeah, yeah. What What does that mean exactly? How How do you define? Uh, I hang out
3: in low dives and stuff like that. Really
2: sleazy places. And, yeah, uh, we're a
3: lot of lipstick and stuff.
2: And you wear there. tight leather Drink skirts. Drink
3: beer out of bottles.
2: Oh, I see. Not even out of cans.
3: And no, a, long uh, neck bottles.
2: Spike heels and and spike that kind heels, of thing. Oh, spike heels, yeah. Too much lipstick. Uh, your your Orange lips spikes. are just. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. just Birmingham. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh God, let me see. How do we get to Birmingham, Michigan? <laughs> are
3: you asking me how old he is?
2: No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm oh, still okay. talking. I'm still talking about him, see. Okay, okay. I, I, one Okay. He one of the, Really looks old. He, he was with the Rolling Stones, as yeah. I said. And uh, one of their records was the big record was Hockey Talk Women. That's how come we got yeah. into this discussion. Oh,
3: I see. Um, yeah,
2: in 1969, Keith's only single was "Run Rudolph Run," which was Chuck Berry's Christmas song. That was uh, his red nose
3: burned out.
2: Wanted to cancel my flight to, uh, to Birmingham, Michigan. <laughs> You're not going. I'm not going. <laughs> Uh, Chuck Berry's Christmas song, anyway, it was run Rudolph, run by oh. Keith Richards, uh-huh. uh, his only single. That was in 1982. I'll give you these dates so that you can have piece them together and perhaps uh-huh. guess an age. I'm going to ask, uh, not you first, Juanita, but okay. Ken, Ken Newman. I'm going to ask Ken Newman how old he thinks the ugly Keith Richards is.
4: Uh, Let's see, I think his satanic majesty would be, that's what they used to call them, the satanic majesty. That's right. (laughs) It would be about uh, 51. About 51, okay. And Brian? Hmm. I'm going to go a little higher and say he's 56.
2: 56, all right. And Juanita? 54. Juanita says 54. And Frank? Uh, 48. Okay, and Thomas? 53. 53. Okay. The actual age of Keith Richards, and I know this because I checked with Kent England, a city clerk,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and he said he's 51 years old Oh, today. Wow. Yeah, that's... so that means Ken Newman gets, gets that one. He gets that run right on the button. Oh. He looks worse than he, he actually looks older than he is. <clears throat> way to be, Ken. What did you say?
5: I said, way to be, Ken. Oh,
2: wait, oh I see. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Roger,
2: Roger Smith, you know that name? He's uh, the husband of, and the manager of uh, Ann Margaret, who's been quite ill, I guess, through the years, but somehow is uh, hanging in there. Mm-hmm. What that beautiful actress? She is, she is sensational. I think she is, yes. Mm-hmm. He's he's from Southgate, California. Mm-hmm. Best known for the TV series, 77 Sunset Strip. Remember mm-hmm. that one of the early TV shows? Uh, he was, he was in good health at that time and was on that show. 77 Sunset Strip. Okay. Everybody join in. 77 Sunset Strip. Oh, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Connie
3: Stevens.
2: And- We're going to ask you. Uh, what, that's right. Connie Stevens was in that. And uh, Ephraim, Ephraim Zimbalist. Was he in that too? And Kooky Ed. What was his name? Kooky Ed Byrne. Yeah. With a comb.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah yes.
2: Kooky Ed. Uh, show me your comb or something. He was always combing his hey, hair.
3: Ephraim
2: there. Zimbalist. Ephraim yeah, Zimbalist. I believe I just yeah. said that. Yeah. He was in that too. Yeah, And also Morris Borowski,
3: uh,
2: <laughs> except that he never showed up on camera. Roger Smith, Juanita, how old do you think Roger he is? Roger
3: Smith is about 58,
2: 59. 59. 59, okay. And Thomas, what do you think? Who's Roger Smith?
3: He was CEO of General Motors, too.
2: Roger Smith, no, I think there was another Roger Smith, <laughs> oh, you poke. <book>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny, you you darling person. Come come to my arms, baby. I love women with weird senses of humor. Lovely names like Juanita. Juanita, yeah. Yeah, even if she were <laughs> even if she were really an ugly lady, the name alone would captivate me.
3: Oh,
2: thank so, you. Thomas, what do you think? How old do you think hmm. Roger Smith is? Do you have any idea who he is? Yeah, Roger Smith, as I mentioned from seventy seven Sunset Strip.
3: 48
2: 48 okay and, and ken uh i would say 56 you would say 56 okay and frank uh
5: 57 Norm.
2: 57 okay brian right up the uh right up the ladder 58 58 i, I think there was a uh, I'm not going to say tell this to Roger when I explained that he was part of a dumb birthday game, but there seems to be a definite lack of interest in how in, old he is. Yeah, Nobody really someone, seems to care at all. The older? He's, no. he's actually sixty-two. Wow. He's sixty-two, I, and that would mean that Juanita. is the closest because she said fifty-nine. Oh God.
3: <laughs>
2: oh. <there, gasps> yes, yeah, there is some interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, how about Steven Spielberg? We all know Steven Spielberg. Oh, oh God. Okay, born in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. His name is says. What, film- well, <laughs> what year? Well, don't be, don't be wise, okay, fella? Uh, he's a film producer. His name, it says, is now a household word due to Jaws, Close Encounters, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Ark... And Jurassic Pipeline. It's kind a string of mm-hmm. uh, successful movies. Yeah. He was married to actress Amy Irving, who I think is a pretty. No, I I loved <sighs> I loved her in Crossing Delancey. Yeah. I think I'll write her another obscene letter this morning <laughs> when I get off here. <laughs> they have a son. Uh, he married uh, actress Kate Capshaw. I guess he's married to her now. They married in 1991. She's the star of the Black Tie Affair, which I never heard of either. Do you know yeah. that one, Black Tie Affair? Did that go directly to video or directly into the waste <laughs> pad? <place? laughs> directly into the toilet is what it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Directly directly the black head. Tie Affair. <laughs> Are you familiar with that, Ken? Because you're kind no. of a man about town. No, I'm not familiar uh. with that at all. Mm. Okay, <laughs> the age of Steven Spielberg. Uh, why don't we start with you, Thomas, because she was born, or he was born in Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're in Cleveland, Ohio, which I know is the other part of the state, but yeah. way, way up north. But what do you think? Uh, 53. 53. Okay, and Frank, who's uh, up there in Toronto, Ontario? Yeah.
5: yeah, did he say, uh, did he uh, do that uh, picture of the Shining?
2: Oh. Yeah. Was that, or no, that Stephen King, was oh. that, yeah, that's Stephen King. That's is, somebody else. This is, is Steven, he
5: erected?
2: This is Steven Spielberg. Raiders of the Lost Art. Oh. Archie, Jurassic Park. Yeah, okay, yeah. I E.T. I reckon fifty five. Fifty five. Okay, and uh, Juanita? Forty nine. Forty nine. Mm. And yeah, what do you think, Brian? I'll go along with forty seven. Forty seven. Okay. And what do you think, Ken? I'm gonna go with fifty one. Once again. 51, wow. once again, the same as you guessed for Keith Richards, and you won with that one. It's been now, a lucky number for me. It's an excellent number. Uh, Stephen, How old was he? We? Uh, Steven Spielberg actually is 47, the same Ray. as Brian said. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Juanita, you've been yeah. very close uh, on most all of these. Yeah. Except but, uh, for that one. You know, except yeah. Brian hit that right on the button. Oh. So we have uh, one, one apiece by Frank, Juanita,
3: uh-huh. Brian,
2: and Ken. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh-huh. Thomas is ready to score, I can tell you. Standing by. Is, he's standing <laughs> by, ready to break into the uh, scoring column. I'm with, on the way. With Leonard Malton, you know Leonard that the movie reviewer and the author? Oh, yeah. He's a, oh, a number of books on uh, movies and
4: stuff.
3: Oh.
4: Uh Born in what, New York City. That, that with, must be the great, what kind of job is that, Going to, being a movie critic, going in and going, hey, hated it. Like it hated it like. Yeah, I would think it'd be boring. You actually. think so? Oh, I would love to do that job. I would
2: think uh, it would. But be you gross. have to. The problem with that is you got to see every movie. Yeah. What? That's uh, a problem. If they're paying you to see every movie. I right? know every, that, but that's <laughs> a lot of okay. movies are so boring you wouldn't want to sit through them. Uh-huh. You yeah. know, I mean, it's it's easier just to pick the movies you want to see rather than have
4: to see every that, every one uh, that comes. I guess, yeah. Oh, I think that would be you awful. I think so. I, I think that would be pretty cool. I think it'd be right up there with the restaurant critic
3: wonder if he saw a
4: black tie. That would be good, too, restaurant critic. But, you know, you have to uh, you'd be about 500 pounds by all the free food everybody's giving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true.
5: Well, I'm hooked on all
4: the
2: things. blessing to the WBV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think uh, actually the uh, 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 restaurant critic, I think, has to be pretty anonymous. I mean, okay. if you go in oh, yeah, takes, and they're serving yeah. you, they're, they're, they're figuring they'll pull out all stops and make it as good as they can. And that may not be typical of the food there. I think another, another great job
4: would probably be a Gold Bond spokesperson. you've got to talk like this, though. <laughs> that would be nice. Or the Ovaltine, Ovaltine one, too. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. man, yeah. do
2: they do it. My mother gives yeah. me how much Ovaltine. Really <laughs> yeah. yeah, my,
5: my friends love. Yeah, my
2: friends yeah, my friends love to come to my house. We have vats and barrels a, and oil drums wow. full of Ovaltine. See, Norm, you've got a great impersonation voice. <laughs> okay.
3: I think that's a repertory company they have. <laughs> the the Goldbaum and the Ovaltine people all.
2: could be. The, yeah. the, it's actually the same stuff. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do Leonard Maltin now. Uh, oh, Mal- Maltin. M a l t i n. Yes, is it Maltin? Maltin, yeah. Mal- Le- Maltin. Yeah, Leonard yeah. Maltin. Leonard He's on uh, Entertainment Tonight, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. or so we sometimes call it E T. It's to get kind of hip. And we'll start with Frank. What do you think? I reckon 48, Norm. You reckon 48? Hey, Frank reckons 48, Ken. Yeah, me and Boston, the Boston Crick gang. <laughs> hey, you're okay in my book, big guy. What do you think, Ken? Say 47. Ken says 47, and uh, Brian says? I'm going to say he's 50. Okay, and uh, Thomas? Uh, 46.
3: 46,
2: and uh, Juanita? 49. 49. Maybe okay. Yeah. I think, uh, actually, Thomas is now broken into the scoring column. Ooh.
3: Oh, goody. Uh,
2: Thomas said 46. Leonard uh, Maltin actually is 44. Years wow. Oh, my. God. Hey, did I make one? But Thomas came yeah. the closest. Ah. yes Yes. Yes, the, the closest, yes. Okay, so everybody has won just once. Where to be, Tommy? Oh, boy, hey, this, is, boy this is breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now yeah. we
3: can start mm-hmm. over again.
2: Yeah. All oh, the kids here in the teen Cantina are just so darn excited, man. They're so glad. Let's hear them. Pardon me? Let's hear them. Okay. Let- oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> it's that one guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank okay. you, kids. Okay, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Anita
2: O'Day, the uh, great singer. 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 Oh. Yeah, she was with... Jean uh, oh, Krupa. Yeah, she sang Massachusetts, Norm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. We, yeah. we were yeah. talking about that's that true. earlier. Yeah. Uh, Jean, yeah. Jean Krupa's band, she did Opus number 1. Oh, and, of course, Let Me Off Uptown with Roy Eldridge. Oh. Blow, Roy, blow. Oh. Blow. Yeah. blow. All that stuff. That's <laughs> yeah. a neat old day. Also, I um, I did an interview...
5: Georgia, George on my mind, oh, and she, lock yeah. a
2: chair. That's right. She did a ton of stuff. And
5: Linda Chase is like uh, uh, she does your signature
2: theme. And yes, I think she's sensational. Oh, and, I do too. Now that's nice of you to say that because she actually she is in the Etno Day School, oh, like geez. June Christie is, and yeah. uh, Chris Connor. Yeah, but like and a woman that Stan Kent was married to at one point. Uh, the, I can't. The, I forget her. A great name. vibrato. Yeah, well, it's a, it's kind of a almost a semi-horse kind of sound.
5: Happiness, yeah.
2: Yeah, lovely, lovely sound. Oh. I, I once mentioned that to Stan Kenton. Notice the way I dropped names around. Oh. I, <laughs> Is that right? I said I said I said to, I said can't No, I was doing the All Night Jazz Show, so I did get a chance to interview a whole lot of people. But
3: uh-huh.
2: I said, you know, you're you're you had Anita O'Day, you had uh, June Christie, Chris Connor, all sang with the Stan Kenton band. And then his wife, the man whose name I forgot, who sang that same style, and I said, I remember saying to him, "Uh, you you look for a specific style, because all these vocalists all sound similar. And he said... That's not true. they're all quite different.' screaming at me I said that's ridiculous they they do. There's a similarity to all of them and, uh, and and he's arguing with me. Well, what does he know about? What did he know about music anyway? <laughs> I couldn't believe he'd say that he was almost he was insulted that I would even bring that up. was
3: he married to her?
2: He was married to the the last vocalist whose name i can't remember <laughs> oh, i just can't think of what that is that's really stupid somebody's thinking of it and saying hey, now, you call yourself a jazz person you don't even know that name what the heck is wrong with you uh, fella yeah. but i just a name. it'll come to me but I, it's not at the moment let's start with uh let's see with you thomas anita oday how old do you think she is today and when did you interview her when did I interview her? Mm-hmm. Oh, I interviewed her when I was doing the all-night jazz show, which was between 67 and 70, uh, no, between 57, 57 and 68. And she brought up a little dog to the studio. Uh
3: uh-huh.
2: How old was she then?
3: How old was the girl? Uh,
2: never mind. <laughs> and she brought up this little dog. And the dog, while I'm while I'm talking with Anita today, this dog is chewing up these wires that are on the floor. I don't know what they were doing on the floor. Obviously, we had a sloppy engineering staff at the time. And I'm thinking, that dog is either going to execute himself or all of us, and we're going to be off the air in three seconds. And I tried to tell her, and she did what he wanted to talk to me. And after about the third question, when I said, uh, I forget what the question was, she said, What is this, some kind of an inquisition? Or what? She was a horrible woman, and probably still is. (laughs) Anyways, one of the worst interviews I ever had. I feel just so bad. Am I disillusioning you, Frank? Oh, I admire her so much. No, I love the way she (laughs) sings. I love the way she sings, as long as you don't ever have to talk to her. She sings hot. Gee. Oh, she's a hot babe. Oh,
5: God. Yeah, I read her biography, too. Oh,
2: did uh, you? That's
5: it. quite a tragic story all
2: around. Oh, really? Well, maybe she had one of those tragic days. Maybe she looked at me and said, this guy's a tragedy. He's an ugly. He looks like Donald Sutherland. He's ugly. And, maybe she, uh, and she didn't feel like talking. I don't know, but I had a terrible time with it. Was uh, the uh,
4: interview God. in the biography?
2: Yeah, it probably is there. Yeah, She probably gave me a different name,
3: though.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> she probably called me. Howard Stern, yeah. something like that. Oh, a lot of people, actually, have been <laughs> disguising my name. on. They want to give me a stupid name like that, so it's okay. Anyway, let's start with, uh, let's see, we'll start with you. Who are we going to start with? Uh, uh, can I guess? Can eat all day?
3: Oh,
4: um... i <laughs> uh, sorry, I just went into a trance there for a second. Uh, I'd say she's... Oh, God, I really don't know. Um... Uh,
2: Okay, and again, again, she's been around for a very long time. So that's but all. I can. And I interviewed her in the '60s, uh, maybe the late '50s, early '60s. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. The only thing not interesting about that, we had a, we were in the, pay, I was with WH days. We were in the Paint Furniture Building at the time, up on the eighth floor, and they had a this this uh, janitor kind of, who worked for the Paint Furniture Building, not us. And so I had to beg him to please, when I have guests, could he bring them up on the elevator? Oh, We were up on the eighth floor. And uh, he was, most of the time, fortunately, he was drunk. Because <laughs> when he was sober, he was the most vicious, nasty person in the world. He wouldn't do anything. So you kind of hope he was drinking that night. Then he'd become mellow. And, and he brought up Anita O'Day, who apparently hadn't been drinking either because she was vicious with her dog who was chewing everything in sight. But I just have never forgotten that whole this period. Was it a 15
5: minute interview,
2: Norm? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. It probably wasn't very long. I, I, I can't remember. Fortunately, we moved to another building where we had our own watchman <laughs> and some security guard. So, so it was okay. Was, so we brought people in. It was not a problem then. But, you know, he, he, <laughs> some of the biggest names in jazz with people he refused to bring up because he didn't feel like it. Please <laughs> oh. so, least I've got uh, President Roosevelt down there. He's going to be on the program. But... Yeah, hey, shut up. I don't <laughs> need to do anything. we got kind of that kind of a... Norm? Yes. Norm? Yes, ma'am.
3: I was supposed to interview Artie Shaw once. I was
2: just a little kid. He says, "Get out of here, kid!" Oh, really? <laughs>
3: <laughs> one of my night. first
2: my, one of my first interviews was, was Sophie Tucker. Do you remember that name? Oh, sure. Oh. Huh? She was still she was on a fading end of her career even back then. <laughs> and I remember she had she had written a book called Some of These Days, well, which was her big her big song. You're gonna miss oh, me yeah. on Big Fat Mama, you know one of those. Yeah, and I was eighteen, eighteen or nineteen at the time. Uh-huh. God, what a thrill! Oh, and she came, she came in, and I, were, I was scared. You know, I never, I never even talked to anybody of that stature. Let alone interviewed them on the air. And it was a live thing. <laughs> and I remember saying to her, this, asking some questions. I don't, I, I can't remember what the questions were. Well, we're going back about eight million years. But I remember her saying to me. Everybody knows the answer to that, kid. It's in the book. Ask me something that's not in the book. You know, and I'm, 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 I'm quivering, quivering with here, anyway. Oh. You know, I, I, I couldn't even hardly ask her anything anyway. What an experience. Oh, man, I've never forgotten that. Oh. I thought you, that's you, the way you big, I, I fat broad. I thought,
3: <laughs> I thought Artie Shaw was the most handsome man in the world, and I love his music. <laughs> and he says, get out of here, kid.
2: I'm so sorry. Can I make that up it for you, hurt. Juanita? Yes, sir. Can hurt. Thomas make it up to you, or Frank, or Brian, or Ken? Oh, yes. Yeah, you're surrounded by beautiful guys who want to make okay. up to you. Birmingham,
5: Michigan, here we come.
2: <laughs> oh, great, great. Okay, anyway, let's get back to Anito Day, and uh, okay. t- tell me, Thomas, how old do you think Anito... No, I asked Ken, that's
4: right. How old do you think oh, she is, Ken? I thought I was about to get out of it. Uh, I, I guess 70. Okay, and what do you think, Brian? Um, I go with
2: sixty-five. Okay, and Juanita, what do you want to go with? You know okay. what I'm saying? <laughs> I go with uh, seventy-one. Seventy-one. Okay, Frank. Uh, about seventy-eight, Norm. Seventy-eight. Okay, and Thomas? Uh, sixty-six. Sixty-six. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the answer. Anita O'Day on this very day is seventy-four. Oh. I think Juanita's the close. She said 71. Yeah. Uh, that's three years off. Yeah. Frank was close. He said 78, which is uh, four years. So I'd say, Juanita, you have now leading the pack with two correct answers. But, yeah. How about Bill Moose Scowren? You know, the ball player? Yeah, the Yankee guy. Yeah. Great. He was a member of the outstanding Yankee team that won the pennant in every year of the 1950s. There's a, there's a tip for him in the 50s, yeah. except 1954 and 1959. Otherwise, I mean, that incredible Yankee baseball team kept winning year after year. What a team that was. And I think Joe McCarthy was neither uh, the manager of the team at that time. So here's a Bill Moose, Moose scouring. Uh, Thomas, what do you think? Bill, who's telling? Was he around with Joe McCarthy? Uh, no, not the, uh, just not the senator, Joe McCarthy, but, the, but there was a Joe McCarthy who was manager of the uh, of the Yankees, I believe during that period, in the 60s, or uh, 50s rather. 50s is when uh, the Yankee team just kept oh. like a juggernaut, just kept moving along and they're winning everything.
5: Wasn't Single there and then? Pardon me? Wasn't Casey?
2: Maybe it was. I may. I may, may be saying the wrong manager. I know that. Uh, I think uh, Joe
5: was. Joe was there uh, uh, before W two.
2: Oh really? Okay. I I I don't know that for sure. But if you say so, you sound like you know what you're talking about. I'll go uh, sixty eight. Sixty eight. Okay. And Frank? Uh, I say seventy three, Norm. Seventy three. Okay. And Juanita?
5: Oh, oh. There's that name again. I'll go.
4: Go for 70. Okay, we'll go for 70. Yeah. And Brian? I'll go 72. Yeah. And uh, Ken? Uh,
2: 74. 74. He's younger than any of you have said. <gasps> yeah, he's only, actually, he's only 64. Yeah. Let's see, 54 would have been uh, 40 years ago. Yeah, that's true. He's 24 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that, that makes mm-hmm. sense. And so the closest. I am. 70 I think. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think Juanita's got this one. No, 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 no. no. It's Thomas. I think Thomas I said 68. Oh, that's
3: true. Really.
2: So he was just uh, four years off. Yeah, Thomas was the closest. Okay. One, just one more, and uh, this will decide the winner. Right now we have a tie mm-hmm. between Thomas, who came from nowhere, Juanita. Good, he and came Juanita. From Cleveland, that's did right.
3: He? Did Thomas come from Cleveland? Well, I'm yeah, coming yeah,
2: from nowhere yeah. in point. Ontario. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I'm, I'm just a, uh, well, never mind. Anyway, Ossie Davis. Ossie Davis. Let see what I can tell you about Ossie Davis. Okay. Issa was born in Cogdell, <laughs> Georgia. I you were going to say the year. He's born Ossie? in... Ossie? C-O-G-D-E-L-L. This is Ossie Davis, the actor. Davis.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Appeared in uh, films like uh, The Joe Louis Story. No Way Out, mm-hmm. The Scalp Hunters, and uh, that's a great title for a movie. Would I grab you? Would you? Would, scalp- it's scalp- like there the, it was one movie I thought that had the ugliest name, Taris uh, Bulba. Remember that? With oh, the, yeah. And I thought, who, who'd go to a movie named, named either one, that or The Scalp Hunters? What do you say? Want to go to the show? they show showing the Scalp
3: Hunters. I they love that. That's the gold bomb. Gold bomb show, isn't it? <laughs>
2: I don't think scalp hunters would be no Is
3: with, you know, it's it's... he scalp? Yeah, it's a scalp. <laughs> Way to be
2: yeah, many. <laughs> well, I did I didn't realize. He was also uh, more recently in Malcolm X. That's Ossie Davis. He
3: was in Evening Shade.
2: Was he on the TV show Evening Shade? Evening Shade. You were
3: in the restaurant,
2: yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you first then, Juanita. How old I'll do you think he is?
3: i 75.
2: 75, okay. And Thomas? Uh. Sixty-eight. Thomas says sixty-eight. This is kind of exciting. Because mm-hmm. These two are just yeah. a tide, you know, so far. Mm. Oh, this is really one of the dramatic moments I live for.
1: <laughs>
2: Ken, what do you think? I'll go with seventy. Seventy. We can make it like a four-way tie, I suppose, depending on how this <laughs> comes out. That would really be exciting. Then we have to hire a big hall and do the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, being as there's no Boston Bruins team, they could... That's yeah. right.
4: And yeah, we could go on strike. And no Boston Red Sox team, either.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got nothing going
4: on. And Before we finish it, we could go on strike and then demand, you know, more yeah. useless prizes. And they, then if we don't get it, we're not coming back. That's yeah. right. Heck with them. Who do they think they are?
2: <laughs> uh, Frank, what do you think, Ossie Davis? Uh, I'd say uh, 71. 71. And Brian? 67. Sixty-seven. Okay, here's the magic moment. We'll decide whether there's a the tiebreaker here or whether or not. Your fate's in our fate's in your hands. Well, it's it's in the hands of the truth. The truth. The actual age of Ossie Davis. In the American way. Okay. That is the way. It's Seventy-seven. Oh. So So I believe that Juanita. Juanita. Juanita said seventy-five. Uh-huh. Juanita. Juanita is the winner of this wonderful game.
3: Oh, I get a bunch. Of- Nice stuff.
2: No, you don't get well, nice yeah, stuff. yeah, no, you don't get nice, no. nice stuff. Nah, nobody ever claimed you got nice stuff. You got a bunch of uh, useless, worthless well, things. Well, I'll scrape the gum off the bottom of my it's shoe. Nice. You know, they stuff make like nice gifts. Yeah, if you think, you know, like a two pound box of cat litter is a nice yeah. gift, then use
3: that. Use Not use. Oh, don't use Don't. <laughs> used don't, used
2: used don't so you keep saying use. when you, will you <laughs> stop that? That is sickening. That is sickening. Sorry, <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> okay. So I want to thank you all and, and stay stay on the line. I don't have a cat. <laughs>
3: well, I have
2: a cat. Hold on a minute. We'll send, your we'll send your lit- light. Light. you a cat. We'll send you a cat. There you go. No sense in having all that cat litter without even having a cat. No, no. I no have kid. three cats. Three cats. You mind party with one? Have it. <laughs> no, because I have three cats also. They're all girls. Well, I don't know. They're all neutered. Uh, my cats, fixed, neutered. Well, we don't cut, money. Caplute, No more kittens. Uh, I have two dogs. I have two dogs. A you, horse? A horse? I have two dogs. Are you you guys quoting what I have or what you have? What just, you have. Oh, oh, yes, I do have a horse. Yeah. And two dogs. I don't and, have a horse. And, and I got two and, dogs. And, and hens also. And the hens, yeah. 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 And in yeah. the, oh. April, the spring
3: peepers. You went hands down,
2: the, 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 Well, I, I don't own the peepers. They are independent little critters, you know. <laughs> I just go down and record their wonderful yeah. songs. Yeah, it's
5: wonderful <laughs> to hear you talk of them and all,
2: Hey, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, stay on the line, 180 You'll talk to uh, mm-hmm. to Brian. Brian, think yeah. now to Brian
5: will take all the info, and you'll get your great uh, prize. Oh, I and a
2: congratulations. So we may put Brian in a package and mail him out to <laughs> oh, Germany. He,
5: yeah.
3: Oh, he's sweet. Hey, knew
2: if you can't use the cat litter, I
3: can't. <laughs> it's good. It's good for the driveway in the icy weather.
5: Oh yeah, my cat's
3: Want to walk all that way? (laughs) Okay. The Norm. Yes.
5: Is the Raymore ballroom
2: still there? No, it hasn't been there for a thousand years. Anyway,
5: that's where W B Z and N B C originated. The first, the Glenn Miller orchestra was coast to coast in December 15, 1937, from the Raymore. again. And and, uh, is the Roseland State still there?
2: No, it isn't. Oh, yes, it is. It just opened. That's down in Taunton.
5: Yeah? Are
2: you talking about the one down in Taunton? The Roseland State Ballroom. Oh, right? Well, I think, no, I think you're thinking about one that was in Boston. Yeah, Boston. They just they just uh, remodeled and opened one down in Taunton. There's the, uh, there are a couple of other ballrooms that still do exist. And
5: what about the Southland Cafe? Was that LaVache's? I've heard Chick Webb... No, Webber no, no, I think, the
2: this, I think the Southland was on... Uh, Warrington Street. And I think, Ch-
5: I've heard Chick Webb and Ella Fitzgerald yeah. uh, live program records of course. Yeah,
2: I think I think I think a, it's the comedy, wow. it's a comedy shop comedy now. Comedy house, the comedy. I believe so. We also have a and, uh, a theater kind of set up. I, I, anyway, that's not there anymore. And George
5: it, Forsythe writes for the Boston Herald. Uh, used to. Yeah. Well, I've got yeah. one of my Artie Shaw records as uh, a comments by him. Yeah. And then uh Ron Della De
2: Dela Chiesa. From WB W G B
5: H. Yeah, he he uh, wrote the comments for
2: my uh Flip Phillips record, the Great yeah. Saxophonist. Well that's great. Listen, I gotta get going. Yeah. we got news. Hi, Rick from up.
3: Pennsylvania. Bye uh call, please.
2: Hey listen, Frank, I appreciate yeah. you being on. I thank you very much. We'll yeah. have to Thanks, re- Norm, and uh, bye Juanita and Thomas
3: Goodbye. and Happy, happy holiday. That's right,
2: and Thank you very much, Thomas. It was thank nice you. nice to have you with us. I appreciate it. Thank you. Take care, okay? Bye-bye, Bye, Thomas. And also, uh, will you hold on now? You're going to talk to one uh, eighty? You're going to talk to Brian.
3: Yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. right
2: this very moment.
3: Okay.
2: Okay? And if you want to throw in a few dirty words, that's kind of nice. You give them something to live for. I just said that. I don't know why. no idea why I said that. And, Ken, we'll, uh, we'll be talking with you again soon. Okay, Norm. I look forward to it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, that's the uh, that's where the, the dub birthday game goes, and I just thought today's edition was really neat. Woods Resort Casino welcomes in the new year with the special talented couple Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davis Jr. on December 29th through December 31st. Call 1-800. Play big at Foxwoods. Your best bet for the 1995 excitement. Bye. We close the dumb birthday book for the for the present time. I'll be back oh, tonight uh, at 11 o'clock we'll be on. Somewhere around 11.30, uh, Tim Walsh will be with us, probably for the last hour and a half or whenever he can make it. I guess he's got some kind of an engagement on uh, Sunday night, so whenever he gets on, that'll be nice, and we'll play the Tribond game. That's where he gives you three names of different kinds of things, and you're supposed to... T- Tell them what the tie-in is. That's the way the game goes, and uh, we've he's given away lots of uh, lots of games up to this point, and maybe you'll get a chance to uh, win one of the games uh, tonight. So that's eleven o'clock, and then we'll be on throughout, throughout the week. From then on, while Bob Raleigh's on vacation, we'll be sitting around and talking with. Uh, I'm just looking through the list of guests we have. Well, a whole bunch of. Very, very good people throughout the week. I'll I'll tell you about them as we go along. Hold on a minute. I'm going to do a meteorological uh, field trip. I want to see what the weather is like. Now, hold on a second. I'm looking out the window, see? Well, we have this gorgeous driveway. Uh, Not driveway. The WBZ parking lot is what it is. And it doesn't need to be raining as hard as it was. But the, the, the driveway, the, the road there's very, very wet. I imagine there's some very difficult conditions, as Ken Newman has pointed out, in some areas west of Boston. There may be some icing conditions. North, when you get up into sections of New Hampshire, apparently they're having snow up there and that kind of stuff. We're going to complete the check on the weather along with the rest of the news a little bit later on here at the WBC. Thank you so much. Okay, let me see. I'm, I'm, I don't know whether you noticed this, uh, Brian, or not, but I've been punching up all kinds of commercials and nothing seems to be happening. But that's okay. What the heck? That's about the, that's about the size of everything. I should be able to ad something else and tell you what else is going on. Uh, but mostly news is coming on and we'll see what's happening. And then uh, I'd love to talk with you. We have another, another 15 minutes here on the air. And at the moment, all the lines are open. So if you get a chance to call me, I would really like that just so darn much. Our phone number is 254-1030. 254-1030. If it's been a problem for you to get through up to this point, it should not be now because the lines are open. And we'll, just, we'll have a chance to take maybe two or three calls before we say goodbye. The area code to Boston, I think you well know, 617. Thank you very much as we come up to news time at 4 o'clock. You're tuned to WBZ Boston. Oh, that is so nice. That is so nice. Uh, anyway, you're tuned to WBZ Boston. My name is Norm Mason. It is now
0: 4 o'clock. It appears the 4 a.m. Gremlins had taken over. I'm sure Brian McKinley had it under control by the time news ended. Another two dumb birthday games in the books, and forever out here in cyberspace. Lots of credits to acknowledge, so... Let's close the vault and leave this world a little sillier than we found it. For Regis and Kathy Lee. Deep, resonant voices. Impressions of dead people. Freeman James Tucker Jr. and his dog Skippy. Howard Feldman. Combing your eyebrows. Pronouncing Italian names. Rayburn and Finch. The coo-cooing WBZ Pet Pigeon. Less itchy and sexually exciting. Bananarama. Chanting the Classics! Parade Magazine, Rose Nathan, The Stone Zoo, Kitty Hawk, Radio Ventriloquists, Honky Tonk Women in Dive Bars, His Satanic Majesty, The Teen Canteen, Norm's Jazz Stories, Useless, Worthless Things, Horses, Hens, Dogs, Cats, and Peepers, Live Meteorological Field Trips, Brian McKinley, Ken Newman, Jack Hart, and The Romeo, Of the radio, Norm Nathan, I'm Tony Nesbitt.